Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm the Nerdmobile. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Iris? Oh yeah, she's a big conquest. She's given more rides than Greyhound. Ronald Miller? He couldn't get nailed in Woodshop. Nerds? Jocks? My side, your side? Hey man, it's all bullshit. It's hard enough just trying to be yourself. Cue the theme song. I want to rent you. You want to rent me? Yeah. You pretend you like me, and we go out for just a few weeks, and that will make me popular. You even think of holding out on me. I'll kill you. Ronnie Miller's nailed every wench in school. Ronald Miller? He couldn't get nailed in Woodshop. <laughs> Ronald Miller paid me 1,000 bucks to pretend I liked him. Oh, God. He bought me. Bobby, he paid me. Then that makes you a prostitute. At least I got paid. All right. How the fuck did they get the theme song for this movie? How's it going, everybody? We're going way back. 1987. Can't Buy Me Love. With that song by the Beatles. I can't imagine that was very easy or cheap to get here. But you know what? When Steve Rash gets something in his head, he's going to get it. So he got it. Um, And we get Can't Buy Me Love, who has Patrick Dempsey, Amanda Peterson, Courtney Gaines, Tina Caspery, Darcy DeMoss, a super young and very uh, Mad Magazine um, guy looking Seth Green, and a few other faces you'd you'd probably recognize. Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, he does look like Alfred E. Newman. Thank you for coming up with that. He totally does. Hilarious. <laughs> um, you'll also have to give Brent and I a little bit of credence today because he's recovering for some shit, and I am too. Not COVID, but holy crap, it's just lingering for weeks now. So Colin, Mr. Healthy, might have to carry the lion's share today. Woo! I can do it. Um, this movie came good. in at a at a very uh, pleasant 94 minutes, and um, I don't know how much this cost to make. I couldn't find it. I know that took in around 30 million, um, and this would have been in the when was the Breakfast Club? Like when were these rom coms? These teen rom coms? When did they start? Like the 80s was it? But this I think is not the. The first first wave. I think this is the second eighties wave. I think there would be the rom coms in the seventies, just not as formulaic formalized, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't be as formulist formulistic. Yeah, I was kinda looking Whatever. <laughs> like Breakfast Club was eighty five, that's probably the first. Ferris Bueller eighty six. Better Off Dead was 85, trying to get in there. 16 Candles was 84. Okay, so that's beating the the Breakfast Club. Okay, so like this is right in there, but probably a quick reaction to um, this wave of of, uh, of teen, teen romantic comedies that came out in the later 80s, mid to late 80s. Um, and this is one that I never was super super aware of it was never the biggest one to me so i had not seen this i thought i had maybe seen bits and pieces of but maybe i saw a something on tv at some point but um this would be one of those that i had not seen 
what's you like uh, brent do you, did you have tons of history with this one i i do actually um i when colin was bringing up one time can't buy me love we watched it and i couldn't recall the movie i was like yeah i don't think i've seen that and then as soon as it was on all those memories flooded in i remember seeing this a ton when i was young on tv like i think it ran just regular and uh mm. so it was one of those things that i couldn't remember that i remembered it but when i started watching it like when he sh- throws shit on his door and he tackles him and that moment between him and uh and uh whatever his name is um a lot of this stuff just like is is very um burned into my memory just i, I kind of lost track of where that was so yeah mm. no i was i was very fond um very happy to get back into this because because it was like nostalgic Colin, what was your you 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 have a big like you've seen this I tons of watched this lots when I was younger. For some reason, we ended up with the VHS. I'm sure, like we bought it at some video store and we watched it a lot. It was like I was right around the perfect age for this movie when it came out on video. So, um, I hadn't seen it in years, and then uh, yeah, I watched it with Hillary and Brent about a month or two ago. So that was an interesting. I don't think Hillary had ever seen it, right, Brent? No, I don't think so, no. This movie, I think, did fly under the radar. Um, it wasn't... I don't... Like, did we ever... Anyone ever look up box office of this? Or I, like, was this 30, 30 mil. Yeah, it was 30 mil. So, not not the most. But for, like, mid-80s, that's pretty good for a little teen rom-com. Uh, yeah, I'd be, yeah, it's fine. And, like, I, I felt the quality, like... The directing, the the cinematography, like it's not what this movie is about. This movie doesn't need to do anything crazy or, or super inventive, but it's it's done with a competent hand. It looks like they, they invested a little bit into the look and feel as much as one of these teen rom-coms can. Like it's the, the, the demand is not high, but this doesn't seem like um like a five o'clock high, like kind of cheese ball 80s movie. Um, so yeah, it, it seemed to do okay. Way to go, Steve Rash. You did the best with what you could. It's not only not cheese ball, it doesn't rely on some of the silly humor, like the slapsticky stuff. Like it, it lets itself be very ingrained in reality. Right. Hmm. And then, and then moves forward that way. There's nothing in here. That's, I think a lot of the teen comedies, like if you date back to even like Porky's and stuff like that, they all kind of rely on this silliness. Um, yeah, to capture that teen audience. This doesn't seem yeah. to have that necessarily. This seems to be for a more kind of sophisticated, more mature teen audience, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah. Like it's got the big sophisticated party scene that I was never at as a teen. Those giant house parties that seem to be able to hold it together, um, like an American Pie or, or one of those. <laughs> like all the parties I went to with that many people turned dark real quick. <laughs> Um, that's just the way it goes. But this one, yeah, I found this one to be like a bit, a, a bit more grounded in reality. Like the, um, the cool kids or, or the, the football guys, you know, they're, they're, they're cutouts, right? But they're, they're not the worst. They're not too over the top. Like the guy, the, the mean guy who always wants to fight, who gets talked down by Dempsey in the, in the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, like he's just a one trick pony. It's not like he's also th- the most handsome and drives the nicest car and is rich and like 10 other things. Like each of them is just kind of their own their own stereotype. Like the newer I find the newer wave teen comedies, you got the super kids who like are are rich and beautiful and smart and all the things and they're the rival for our geeky, you know, main story person and I hate when they embody 
all of the kids into one kind of arc archetype yeah. evil kid. So I like that this one had like different people with different personalities coming through. No, this movie, the character design, I think works like it. So I'll just say, I find the structure in this movie to be like perfect. And I think the character design is also really well because the archetypes of these characters are just what we need, right? We just yep. need them to represent those things as we move through the story so that we see, you know, what we need to see. And I think this movie yeah. does that really well. I think it does the does the whole setup of the characters and then we're immediately bought in because we understand the stereotypes and we understand where we're going with it. It's really effective. Yeah. I, like the, the setup in this is actually quite quite adept right it's it's good um he wants to buy a telescope he's got money and money to spare so he's been working hard he wears weird hats for some reason all the time yeah but you (laughs) do you right (laughs) so he's got money and he's kind of a geek and 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 then we move over to learn a little bit about um um cindy and what she's kind of going through and she well like the very popular girl in school or whatever is having her own kind of problems Um, which is also nice Nice that that's kind of front and center um, to give her character a little bit more weight in this, that she's going through a tough time and there's a lot expected of her. She's like, at at a lot of times in this movie, ends up being the sympathetic character. When when Donnie Rondon is um, switched to asshole mode, then we, we kind of get behind her as she's watching the self-destruction happen. And you wouldn't get behind her if you didn't care about her character a little bit up to that point. So... Yeah, I find I find the job they do of getting all this set up to be quick and and super to the point. Um, and even though when when Ronald pitches her the deal, it's still a little strange to watch a guy offer a girl a thousand bucks for her company. Um, but then the way he explains it and the deal that they make is um, it, it it takes some of the I don't know the the weirdness out of it the prostitution angle that could have been very prominent in this movie but thankfully is not except for when they bring it back at the end but you've seen what happens the whole time and it he, he wasn't ever looking to do anything inappropriate with her like his plan was not bad it was actually a really great investment for a thousand bucks i think well, a few of the other his friends say it it's just a weird way to go about it so here's what struck me a thousand dollars is a fuckload of money a thousand dollars in the early 80s even more now, we bring ourselves into um, today's money. Hillary and I looked it up while we were watching this to see what the relative uh, uh, value would be. Smart. Like $5,000 is what he pays this woman for, for a... Because that... I was like, that's a fucking crazy expensive telescope in the 80s. Like, $1,000 would be a lot anytime. Yeah. Now. Wow. That's amazing. That's really great context, Brent. Thanks for that. So think about that, man. He pays five. That's how, that's how badly he wants to, to lay into popular girls. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And, uh, I, the only thing that John had mentioned that kind of threw me a little bit, um, that I had never really thought about too hard was, um, how quickly he just completely ditches his friend circle. Um, he does talk to Kenneth a couple of times because Kenneth is more pushing him to like explain his, you know, being explain what the hell he's doing, why he's not hanging out with him anymore, and how he's gotten it got into this inner circle. 
but but the other two friends of his, I don't th- see him ever speak to them. Like not once. No. Like he no. just, just basically ab- abandons like <laughs> his three friends uh, completely. Yeah, yeah. But you see that a lot in high school. You see, as soon as a guy gets a girlfriend, that's I true. Mean, he that's is fair. Gone. And so, and can he you did imagine get a, a guy goes from the biggest loser in school to like yeah. to like laying with <laughs> all the fucking hottest chicks and hanging out with all the coolest guys? I mean, I can totally no, see a right. guy at this age just like being like, "Yoink, see you guys. I'll talk to you in the dark corners where no one can fucking acknowledge us." <laughs> no, it's, it's it's true. I mean, it it's it makes sense. It's just um, I never really thought about. Um, I was, I guess, yeah. In high school, it's different. What What's cool and why it does work that that he turns so hard is. It, it's a drug, right? Just think of it as a drug and an addiction for him. He's wanted it, and now he's got it, and he's just going to want more and more and more um, to the point where like, it makes sense that he, he stupidly goes through with um, with throwing the poop at shit on his house, shit on Kenny's house. Um, you shit on my house, man. Yeah, and that's like hard. And when he's like apologizing and, and McDreamy is um, is crying in that scene, like it's all that's like really raw and emotional. Um, but I can see how he got there because he was a crazy addict and he um, he he lost his inhibitions. <laughs> he lost all his inhibitions. And he was like, fuck it, we're doing whatever. We're going to go. And it's like mandatory that I impress this group and stay stay within it. And it, so it it works. Like, yeah. it's harsh. It's really harsh how he ends up treating that friend group. Absolutely. And he, like, he could have done it better. Yeah, and it does for him. It just crushes him in this movie immediately. And he's like, ah, I'll see you later. Never. Well, that's actually like a really funny scene because it's you see that transformation happen over one cut. He gets that yeah. success and then cut and he's walking down the hallway and he's slick back and he's all like he's the Ron Meister or whoever he is, you know, and he's <laughs> yeah. like walking down big high fives to everybody, you know, like his transformation. <laughs> he can't wait for it. So it's yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's likable. Um, he's likable because he has a lot of save the cats. His last save the cat is when he takes her to the the uh the grave the airplane graveyard and like and they look through the telescope uh and then he bikes over to her house no it's after they wake up when he bikes over to her house and gives her a, like a leather bound case for her poetry yeah yeah that's right before the turn where he <laughs> like Brent says he's uh all <laughs> he slick goes full and, evil yeah he's all <laughs> slick back and he's uh having a good time enjoying his uh and I was wondering this too, because um, John was asking, does he sleep with all those girls? It seems to me he would, because Patty on their first date um, lets him f- her like takes off her bra and lets <laughs> him feel her up. But she says the other girl says she's been going out with him for two weeks and hogging yeah. him. So I'm yeah. assuming if that's the case, and that was their first date that he um it just never indicates that he slept with any of these oh no that's not true iris at the party in the bathroom he definitely has sex with her yeah he had his hands right yes right up her dress so so apparently this was originally a more raunchy r-rated comedy but when touchstone bought it they edited it down to pg-13 rom-com Probably so I think I think it was better. Fifteen for God. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That so part, that. Yeah. Thankfully, they only kiss once at the end. Um, well, that is true. Only at the very end of the movie. Yeah, and unfortunately, who knows what uh, was cut. 
Amanda Peterson, the actress who played uh, her, um, passed away in 2015 for some drug addiction addiction issues um, that many people in her corner say stemmed from her experience in this film. So, how many people that have kissed McDreamy have died of uh, of heroin overdose? Drug overdose. Does it say like yeah. was was she Hard like the effect he has? Was she sexually assaulted on the movie or no, something like nothing that? Nothing like that. Just just the people feel like that I'm sure this environment had some interesting forward thinking people. Let's say. Yeah, Hollywood's been known to be a little pervy and I mean it's okay to be pervy as long as it doesn't include fucking kids, Actually I'm just I'm just reading something that said Peterson was when she was fifteen years old she suffered from from a traumatizing rape by a twenty seven year old man. Which her family chose not to disclose until after she died, so nobody knew about it. So it, oh, whether that's it was the on the it. set Sweep of the movie, the rug. it might yeah. not have been on the set of the movie or had anything to do with the movie, but it was the exact age she was when she shot this movie. So I would imagine that it yeah. was probably someone on the movie. Parents that do this shit, like yeah, just sweep that under the rug. Head. Yeah, that's not. You How do you that. get a fifteen a fifteen year old to play a girl who's graduating high school? That's more realistic than the thirty six year old best friend. Yep. Yep. No. That no. chick has there's no doubt of that. makeup on to hide fucking age lines. Like, which which one was thirty six? C section scar. I don't was know. Is it what Patty? Name is. Uh, hold on. It might be. Let me go. It's <laughs> it's probably the curly haired one. I think her Dar- Darcy tech. DeMoss, Patty. Um, she was like eight years older than the rest of them. Yeah, it might be her. It's either yeah. her or that Barbara woman. I think Barbara. Kinder. Yeah. I mean, both of them look somewhat older, but the one was way deep. Yeah, yeah. It's so um, weird the way really, that they cast movies like this. You know what I mean? Where they cast like people in their mid twenties to play teens. Yeah, that's always that's all, especially when there's going to be adult like content to it. Yeah, and the then t- then you go and cast like a regular age person alongside. That just I don't know. I mean, it's more weird. and more, more and more over the years, hearing stories about what happens on the set. Um, that that girl in um, True Romance that played Schwarzenegger's daughter yeah. got molested yeah. by the stunt coordinator. Yeah. Um, you know the guys from The Outsiders, all those famous actors who were fourteen or fifteen said when they were getting you know transported back to the hotel, they'd have beer in the car for them, yeah. like a th- a cooler of beer, and they were like all fifteen and sixteen years old. Like wasn't it blow too? Fucking- Doesn't Rob Lowe say that they just had blow all over the place? Yeah. You could, yeah. That you, well, not on that set, but yeah, he used to get it delivered to the set, or he would buy it from people on the set when he used to do it. it sounds like we missed a real good time. Just the movie sets are just like crazy free for alls, and then you put you add young teenagers into the fucking mix of that, and like, what's gonna happen? They're gonna see all of the older actors doing these things, and then they're gonna get yeah. their hands on them, and like, what the fuck? Well, that. The handlers, too, would be like, these kids got tons of money. I'd be the cool guy if I brought this guy some beer. So here you go. or some beer, man. Then you're cool. You want some weed? I can get you weed. You know, that's probably how it starts. Fucking Corey Feldman has some crazy stories about what happened with him on sets and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Sheen just um, everywhere crazy shit happens. Yeah. Do you guys know Ronald Miller? He's your typical high school student. And so oh, is we'll talk about the, Cindy the Mancini. <laughs> <clears throat> Ronald wants a big telescope, and Cindy wants to wear an expensive suede outfit of her mom's, only to have wine spilled all over it at one of her cool-ass parties. So 
She cannot get it dry cleaned. She's got to buy a new suede outfit, which costs a thousand bucks. And guess who's got a thousand bucks ready to blow? It's Ronnie, who, thinking quickly, hires her to be his girlfriend for a month. And that goes well. Uh, he becomes popular. She starts to doubt her own life as she's having some boy problems of her own, but then falls for Ronnie Don Ron Ron. And um, they try and work some shit out as Ronald navigates popularity and she navigates adult relationships, I guess. Yeah. How's it? Yeah. Um, what do you think uh, um, of Cindy's boy problems throughout this movie? Um, that she's like pining for the quarterback that left and is playing somewhere and like doesn't talk to her anymore. We never get an idea of if they talk at all. Like, did he just completely like not talk to her for three months and then come back and expect her to have been loyal that's, to him? That's what it seems like. They never they ne- they like they talk about Bobby. Like her and her friends in the background, people will bring him up or they see him on television. She has like a cutout on her wall, but there's zero indication that that they talk at all. Like it's no, but it's also the eighties. There's no cell phones. He's in college. It would have to be like payphone shit because it'd all be long distance. It's I can understand that they don't talk. He's like, I'm going away to like I'll be back, but like you know we're together. I can see are they happening. together though? Like, are they a couple? Yeah, still? they're together. That's why when he comes back, he's like very he expects upset. Her to be there. Well, and you know, I mean, he has a right to be upset based on <laughs> what happened. If that's the case, but if he's not even like calling her on the phone and talking to her or sending her letters, fuck him. Like, yeah, there still no, are right. phones. You know, like yeah, she, he could call her at night when she was at fucking home. Yeah, there should be some yeah. communication. Somewhere. So if he's but just like completely vanished and then come back and expect her to be committed to him, like fuck him. Yeah, it's hard because they don't give you any information there. Like he doesn't need to do a lot. He just needs to kind of give her something that keeps her from jumping into Ronald right away. Um, but it was kind of a little uh, that 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 was her big thing through most of the movie was the unseen force that was the boyfriend. Yeah. I, I mean that scene when that does happen um it's still one of the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever seen in a movie where where he gets she she tells everyone drunkenly tells everyone she plays drunk well for a 15 year old too by the way totally. uh, drunkenly tells everyone that what happened and then they completely shun him and and he's told to leave the party that's yeah. awful it's an awful thing to watch yeah, leave my house, leave the party for this, which was not really a toss you out of the party offense, if I'm being honest. If I was at a party and some girl was like, he paid me to date him for a month, I'd be like, oh, all right. Was it like sex? No. Oh, that's weird. Okay, cool. Well, let's have a beer. Like that is pretty much how that conversation but would he, go. I but, like, she, but, she, but she punctuates the fact that he duped them all and like tricked them into being his friend and it, was not, it wasn't authentic or genuine. True. Like he paid... He paid to get into their favor and lied to, and then lied to them about it. Well, when you put it like that, you make a much more convincing argument. Well, and Cindy put yeah. it that way. She was like, at least, <laughs> at least, at least I got paid. Like she totally rubs it in like on all of them. That, like they got nothing out of this. And that she got What's up with that big chick making fun of herself at that like line? That oh, line yeah. is so out of place where she comes up and is like, didn't, didn't you take economics? You could have had me for forty nine ninety five. <laughs> Who fucking does that? Who's like, 
That's hey, her best moment idiot? from high school. I'm a piece of shit. You could have had me for free. <laughs> what a weird thing. Someone else yeah, should have made the joke. And to kick a guy like him as for being, you know, at that time, kicking him for being down. Yeah. Like not not the best move. Right? It was pretty funny, though. It was funny. But high school... <laughs> But high school, I, I, it, it's believable that all of that would happen. Yeah, I mean, it's like, high school, so there's no explaining it, stupid. especially high school in the 80s. The way they treated him <clears throat> afterwards and stuff. What do you guys think of uh, the the uh, the scene with with him and Ken, with where Kenneth lets him go? Where they go to, to do the ship bomb on Kenneth's house. I like that scene before at the where he is not going to do it and says no. And then they threaten him by saying that he's still a nerd. And like this, that's the only time it ever comes up after he's accepted is that they kind of say, oh, wait a second, you're not cool. And then that pushes him over the edge to do something he really doesn't want to do. Yeah. Because he's desperate to be cool. But I think you needed a scene like that in the movie. Um, you probably could have had a couple other ones, but it it actually makes like pretty good sense for it to be in there. It fits. He doesn't think like a, he's gonna get caught. He thinks it's not. He doesn't think Kenneth's gonna know it's him. You know, if he knew Kenneth was standing right there watching, I'm sure he wouldn't have done it. But well, yeah, like if he was hanging and tight with Kenneth, he would have been like, what are you doing for Halloween? You're going trick-or-treating? Be like, nah, man, my dad's making me set some traps so we can capture these guys and throw dog shit at our house every year. <laughs> and then <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, don't do it. <laughs> but no, he didn't hear shit from Kenny. You're telling me undercover cops can fake doing blow, but this guy can't fake throwing a bag of dog shit at the house? Yeah. Oops, I tripped and the dog shit got on my <laughs> knee. Oh, silly me. The actor who plays Kenneth too does a great job in this scene where he confronts he confronts him finally. That's yeah. a sardine. Courtney Gaines. Yeah, Courtney Gaines and from Children of the Corn. Fucking love I didn't know that. he was in that. And like school ties are one of those other one of those other oldie time kid movies or kid movies, high school dramas the scene yeah the scene between him and and patrick dempsey is quite a good scene where where they have that out finally and patrick dempsey in the in the arcade yeah and he says he knows he knows what he did yeah no it's solid there too like they both do a great job of that scene yeah like dempsey crushes it in this like yeah like he because he has to play what his straight-laced geeky character is and then he has to shift into the cool or at least playing the cool kid, and um, there's a lot of emotion for him to do throughout this movie, and he emotes well. It's good emoting. Well done, Dempsey. He's good emoting. Yeah. He, he's better than just serviceable. He, 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 uh, he's he got some good scenes. I know that I'd heard he got a bit of a big head after this movie and became a bit hard to work with until mm. someone checked him and was like, what the fuck are you doing? But... Because um, he was the star of a big movie. Well, think of how big his head is. He took his entire paycheck from this and bought a fucking classic Porsche. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fucking uh, crazy. I mean, you got to be sure <laughs> of yourself, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. But I Maybe. believe there was a lapse in his career because of his, his behavior for a little bit. It is what well, I, I got to tell you, I looked at his career and he hasn't had a year off 
since at least 85. Yeah, he's just steady. He's been working every single year, one or two projects at least. Yep. Yeah, and he's big into racing too. I apparently invests a lot of his money in, in racing. He used yeah. to drive race cars, I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I've read that too, yeah. He's a, he's a uh, fanatic or whatever you call him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so the acting's not bad in this. Like, what, what was it? Is there anything that you didn't? The one thing I didn't like was the fart jokes. I don't think they were ever any good. Um, um, I guess like it's it's funny because his brother is such a little dick, and he's like following him around all the time, and he's the one who's always getting fart joke, isn't it? He he farts. He farts at the his, window. His brother, and then in the back of the station wagon, where his brother is hiding in there. Yes, at the, at the ice cream. cream store, he he tells John the fart in the back. He knows his brother's in there. He tells him the fart in the back of the uh, station wagon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I that mean, doesn't. I could have. Yeah. I could have done without those. Um, they're and then fine. they're two five second shots. I'm not going to worry about it. No, yeah. I'm just. I'm just trying to think of things I didn't like about the movie. I, I, I don't know if you guys have anything that that stood out to you guys. There's the nothing. music's good. The acting's good. The the story clicks right along. I mean, you're never at a loss for what's happening. No. And like seven minutes in, he's walking down the hall with that book on his head telling his friend, like, wouldn't it be great to be popular? Right? It's the whole fucking theme stated, the whole movie right there. Everything yep. is just is clean and and by the numbers. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you maybe, never... maybe that's what's wrong with the movie is that it's just there's nothing particularly special about it. But I find that it's just effective. It's simple and and effective. And it, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've always felt works. I've always felt that this movie was super, super underrated for a, a romantic comedy. Yeah, and, I mean, and I wish more people would have heard about it and, and seen it because it because it's enjoyable and it's it's. If you're looking for a romantic comedy movie, if I say you re- you really want to watch, there this is so much better than so many others that have come before and after it. Just yeah. don't think about how it ruined one girl's life and led to her inevitable death. Yes, I mean, don't think like about that. Every think about the amazing that career time. that spawned for McDream Dream. Yeah, I was telling John before we started here, Colin, McDreamy is a really particular actor because he's like this this big handsome guy but he's not handsome in like a action movie type of guy he's like handsome and just like all of his shit is like rom-coms or like like drama pieces you know what i mean yeah yeah he, he's never i don't think he's ever done action he, he, he should be like a tarantino villain movie and i don't know that he was even an action part of that movie no he's probably like the dad of the hot girl who's gonna fuck uh matt mark Wahlberg. <laughs> something like that he's like that guy's dad <laughs> i'm dempsey see I you mean, later honey his biggest um, his biggest claim to fame is definitely gray's anatomy i mean oh, like yeah. he was on that show for 10 years or something like that and and 16, fucking i think adored by well that show is still going on but he he got out a long time ago no i know um, i think he did i think he did 21 was his last one yeah 2021 yeah. was his last episode so 2005 to 2021 yeah what? the one 
Yeah, <laughs> sixteen years, baby. Don't well, that can't be right. Me. He must have. He must have come back and done an episode or something then, because because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure on year ten he was out yeah. skis, and then maybe he comes back for guest appearances. But he flashbacks. He got, you're right. He got you're out right. of there. You're, flashbacks. You know too. better than IMDb. Well, yeah. I'm just telling you that <laughs> I remember I remember when he was leaving the show, which was years ago, and it was a big fucking deal, and everybody at my work who watched the show was crying about him being leaving the show and not being on there anymore. Who knows? 247 yeah. episodes anyways, so... Holy shit. Yeah. Do, do you know... So as I'm thinking about this movie, if you overanalyze things and think about them a bit more... Um, Everything in this movie happens super quick to a point where, yes, it drives the story forward and we get to the conclusion, which is fairly satisfying and also quick how the whole movie wraps up. Um, but we've already like mentioned it a few times. Like He ditches his friend group instantly. He becomes popular instantly. Um, he gets ostracized and kicked out of the group instantly. And then there's a big scene where he stands up to a bully and the entire cafeteria collapse, which is bullshit. That never happened anywhere. Um, <laughs> and then, then he just goes to see her and they like, they're like, we're together. And then that, then it ends. So I guess if, if I had a, a negative against this movie, it's that it didn't necessarily take time with certain things. Uh, it, it just like, was like, this needs to happen. We're go. We're go for lunch, and then it just does it. So, uh, would I have liked it to have been fleshed out more? Not all of them, for sure, but um, things just happen super quick. Super quick. And then it also skips time, too. So, I mean, like, because they, they do Halloween, then they do the New Year's Eve's party, which is why we did this movie for this episode. Happy 2023, everybody. Pew. 22 could suck a dick, yo. Yeah, that's right. Say it. Preach it, brother. Um, so, uh, so yeah, then there's the New Year's party, and then do they graduate after that? No, I guess it's just sometime in the new year they, they hook up and ride off into the sunset on the tractor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, skippy time, but things happen quickie. Skippy that quickie. The last scene where she gets out and then runs back is one of those weird ones for me. It's like, what triggered it? There was nothing special about that. Yeah, what like her friends are in the car saying, "Oh, go go say hi." Yeah, because they were all cheering They're for her. She ran she, like they stopped the car and then she That's... runs out. Like she's like, you know what, guys, stop! I'm gonna go fuck that nerd. And they're like, "Yeah, Cindy. yeah, yeah, yeah." We, we all, all fucked, fucked him them. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, like that's the other thing. This this movie had an element within it that a couple of '80s movies that I ended up seeing maybe a little too young got distilled in me. Like that, I would go to a party with a lady friend, and then she would just be like, "Time to dance topless," and I'd be like, "But that'll make me jealous." <laughs> and this this movie would make me think like like girl groups would be all like <laughs> fucking the same guy, or that my friends would be fucking the same girl, and like that's just all weird. Like friends don't do that ever. Well, I'll try them out for a bit. Like really that happen was that yeah, a popular this, thing to do in the 80s well i mean i dated friends girlfriends and i'm sure it happened to me but, but wasn't it a big deal though w- weren't they mad at you i guess they're mad at it each wasn't other. like a support group like yeah go on suck his dick see how it no feels. it wasn't that but no one was upset it was like one of those things where you'd be like do you mind if i like go for him you guys didn't work yeah out. like yeah yeah but i mean it's different here because they seem to just be like like taking turns right? yeah that that's their thing and the it's guys like, yeah the guys do seem to be swapping the ladies because 
because that one guy took Iwas to the dance. Um, and then, like, uh, uh, whatever, however long later, they're like, hey, Iris wants your ass. And so he's like, okay. So, yeah, yeah no one's yeah. asking anyone all for permission. super perm- loose. There's no permission being asked. Like, oh, now that you've woke up with Iris, can I date her? He's just encouraged to date her. And yeah, all the popular girls seem to be making the rounds through the popular guys. Yeah. And he he's like next on the you know the chopping block. He gets to go but not, up and not Cindy though. She's she's fresh as she's only for the giant donged football star guy. When you get that up, then you don't just sleep around. You know, you let your friends do that and you make fun of them and and give them shit for it because that's what a good friend does. When we <laughs> finally do meet Bobby, like in the in the flesh at the end of the movie, did anybody else just kind of think like that's the fucking guy? Yeah, I did. I was like, what? The that other guy who almost has the, yeah the guy who almost has the fight in the cafeteria at the end is like as good looking as Bobby yeah and she's Bobby's dating fucking Brent with the Porsche before that <laughs> hook up with Brent with the Porsche yeah nice long yeah. hair on him likes milkshakes <laughs> he, and uh, which the, the best thing was the best thing when she dumped that on his head was John turned turned to me and he goes that milkshake is pretty thin. <laughs> super thin. It was super thin. He, she did not get him what he wanted. No. Yeah. That that fair. that fair. Yeah. That whole the side side bit shit. with her also was that all necessary? Her like going because that we were talking before was she dating Bobby or not? But she's going out with Porsche guy. So and obviously she was not dance. dating Bobby. She was dating another yeah. guy at the dance. Yeah, and all her friends must have saw her showing up with these fucking people randomly. Yeah, yeah. There's something off with all that I can't figure out, and I don't like it. Can't buy me that. that is That's fair. I mean, it's a very minor minor detail. It is. But it doesn't it, it matter. Does, it does stick out. Yeah. No, this yeah. is the stuff I was looking for. The vicious truth, yeah. Just a just lady died. Some flaws. <laughs> sorry. I mean, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, she died in 2015, and this movie was shot in 1987. So, true. It's still her, sad. Her, it's it still is sad, sad, but her parents, like, it's her parents' fault. Clearly, they covered it up and told her to just forget about whoa, it and didn't get whoa. her help. Jesus, allegedly. There you Alleg- go for the people it's still a, alive. Probably it's on IMDb. Put that fucking nail into their coffin. <laughs> it's on IMDb. Hey, if you it don't already they- have this guilt, enjoy this <laughs> yeah, guilt from you our killed pod your to daughter. You. <laughs> you did it. Wow. All right. We obviously know nothing. It's obviously, um, the twenty-seven-year-old piece of shit's fault who did it. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Bum, 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 bum. No Academy Awards for this movie. That's for damn oh, sure. Uh, surprise. I, not much else is like super popping for me. Should we should the we music, call this man. one? The music in I this mean, movie is great. Yes. There you go. Robert Folk the did the movie for this. this movie. And the how'd they get the how'd they get the song? I didn't think like are Beatles songs old enough you can just use them? Because I didn't in think you'd be able to do that easy. Michael oh. Jackson would have owned these in eighty seven, probably. The thing is, too, is that the rights for these songs and movies and stuff wouldn't be what they are now. So you could probably buy the publishing for not too much. Did you know there's a remake of this called Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon and Christina Milan? Yeah, yeah I've heard, heard that. that. Are we putting that one on the list, boys? I don't think no. so. I don't think anything Nick Cannon has done holds up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Including his parents. Oh. He's got like 30 <laughs> fucking kids. You also shouldn't it be we me, we making movies unless they're bad and you're going to do a better job of remaking a movie, like making it, doing don't something with it. Don't just remake them. Like, don't remake movies like Ghostbusters with women. Don't remake Can't Buy Me Love with minority cast. There are so many stories out there and you could tell the yeah, same story way better making this movie. Like, this isn't complicated. You can totally remake this. Just swap out all the things. He doesn't want to buy a telescope. He's not a geek. She doesn't have a suede dress, but something happens and it puts them together. Like he gets money somehow. It's not even money. It's some kind of currency that she wants. Yeah. And he fulfills it for her. And in return, she sucks his dick. And it's called Can Buy Me Blowjobs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something like that. Something. I'll watch I Will that. Rent That Movie. Any movie with blowjob in the title that Can is a popular release, I'm going to at there, least get the curiosity out. I think that's it. He, uh, what's his name? Did it in Brown Bunny? Uh, yeah, that's Vince Gallo and yep. uh, Close Seventy. Yeah, and if you've ever uh, seen I, Short Bus, there's fucking way worse than that in that movie. There you go. There's a I full would say on, that uh, triangle uh, blowjob ass eating thing. So, so I didn't think I didn't think you guys would have. I always thought this was a nostalgia thing for me because I watched it when I was younger, and so I was holding on to something like that. But I think this movie holds up still. I think yeah. it holds up too. Yeah. This is no pretty woman. Let's get that out of the way first. No. This no, would be just... in the realm of how I felt about Four Christmases. There's nothing like wrong this. with this movie. There's nothing wrong with this is, movie. I think this is a little... Yeah, that's true. I think this is better than Four Christmases. I think there's more problems with that movie than this. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So this would be like a point higher. Right, but this is not one I'm going to say best rom com, best acting, best anything. It's just saw solid. It's solid. There's nothing wrong with this movie. Be, I think be, if yeah, if you're going to make a rom com, you should go look at this one and see what they do right, and like try and try and take what they do in this and and incorporate it into your own. Which many this, many movies have done since, right? This is a tried and true uh, formula. formula. Yeah, yeah. This is true. what they call in Hollywood a nice little flick. Yeah, nice, it's a, nice that's exactly movie. right. I hope they doubled their money on this movie and people made their careers out of it. Or And, and uh, yeah, it's too bad bad things happen, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I think this movie holds up. It's it's totally fine. Um, and it's, it was a very fine New Year's episode to do because ringing in the New Year with a good average movie like this, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. come on. I think we'd all take an average year fucking from now on. Like, yep. If everything could just stop falling down, we'd be happy. The the also the thing the the big the big climax of this movie are the are the big turn is at New Year's uh, with the I do like the music Brent's right too I think the music is good I I love that Billy is a Billy Idol song Dancing with Myself at, at the New Year's party Yeah, the, yeah. this movie uses some good eighties music too um, which was nice. Well, that's the thing is I find that a lot of times those music choices really date a movie or make it um, not work. Like the music is shitty, actually. Like anything you see with like Smash Mouth in it, that's not going to fucking turn out. Okay. <laughs> um, Somebody. <laughs> but these things, these things work. They're, they're more iconic, I guess, of yeah. that decade. Right. And um, true. And I think the music seems to hang on a little bit better as far as quality. Maybe. I don't know. But it, it works. 
It is. Yeah, so, it, it so just does it. So holds up for this. Yeah, weird, yeah. weird. Shockingly. But you know, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be the biggest thumbs I've had. I have bigger <laughs> thumbs for other things. But like you know, what so many thumbs. movies that we review, like either one of us thinks it doesn't make the cut, or all three pile onto it. And we had a bunch of doozies throughout the last bit of this year, like Romeo Juliet, um, Miller's Crossing, uh, the game. You know, some of these were were challenged challenge movies others not so much this one was a pretty easy call so that makes me happy to smile smile we got some other amazing movies coming in january it's our ode to female leads month in january gi jane aaron brockovich working girl kill bill booyah we're gonna bring all those your way we've already got plans going uh way up into this year so we got some really cool movies coming we got some other theme months theme months like in march when we do animal sidekick movies yeah nice nice you got an animal sidekick you can probably think of a famous one or two of those um someone mentioned porkies maybe we're going to do porkies in the first part of this year eh? some other older movies too that's what february's bringing anyway we won't ruin too much but um stay with it stick with it stick with us we're never going anywhere because there's so many movies to do um we hope that your 2022 was fantastic but we all wish you the best for 2023 give them hell for 2023 boys tell them what you think they should be feeling yeah it's all good yeah yeah get your fucks out get all the fucks out and have yourself a great year get all the fucks out yes yeah i think i'm happy that we're doing the uh the female strong female lead movies for january i think that's a great way to start off the year so i like that yep are, we would have done Aliens, bitches. but we already did it. But yeah, Happy New Year's, all y'all. And we'll check you in the next episode, which will be G.I. Jane. Get some Demi Moore being a Navy SEAL in Tia. Um, until then, uh, be well. Uh, rest easy. Take it uh, as it comes. And as always, folks, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.